You're listening to an Amplify podcast. Today has been a very peculiar day as we have experienced a very warm and beautiful morning and then a glum and gloomy afternoon with lots and lots of clouds. Uh, clouds everywhere spying on us. Uh, not comfortable. Uh, but... However, I have been able to keep myself entertained uh, during the cloudy days with uh, Odd Ones Out. Now, the Odd Ones Out is a uh, a guy named James who writes comics. So, that's just about it. Uh, however, he does have some very interesting topics to talk about. Uh, and I recommend you check him out at uh, theoddonesout.com, maybe. Uh, that appears to be a webcomic thing, but I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, and just search The Odd Ones Out uh, on YouTube. Uh, that is one, the numeral one, and then an S, and then out. So just to clarify that. Now, I have been listening to his comics recently, and, uh, well, that's because he does voice recording, a bit like a radio, except with a little bit of visuals in there as well. Now, being a radio presenter myself, uh, I personally uh, gotta say, he's got some more interesting topics than me. I mean, I'm over here talking about Swedish food, and he's over there talking about fables and uh, furries and stuff. In fact, that's one of the topics that I'm probably going to talk about next. Amplify the sound of underage Melbourne. Swedish food is going to come first. So, uh, Freddie, if you're listening, hello. Uh, glad you've tuned in. Uh, Freddie is a Swedish guy that's come over to my place to stay. And last night, uh, we had dinner with him. Uh, well, he cooked dinner for us. And uh, that was very nice. He cooked uh, everything in the pot, is a direct translation, I believe. Everything in the pot was pretty good, apart from the fact that it was very, very salty. Uh, it had as much salt as Sweden has a lack of uh, copyright laws. Um, Pirate Bay is not exactly a very friendly website. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, it was a very delicious meal. It's basically just uh, chopped up things thrown into a pot along with... Uh, crap ton of salt and uh, meat as well from sausages and uh, there was also some bacon in there that I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I recommend you like search up a recipe for it. Uh, it's a lot like um, my family's version of bubble and squeak, which is what we have uh, every day after we've had a roast, which is where we pretty much chop up all of our leftovers chuck them in a pot, mix it in with some cheese and some sort of sauce, I think. Uh, I think it was just cheese sauce, yeah. But it really does taste very nice, and it's a good way to uh, really just, you know, use up all the leftovers from the roast, and, uh, yeah, it's it, it's quite alike to uh, everything in the pot. Amplify! 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 What I wanted to talk about now was... Uh, how I feed off of other people's emotions. Now, that may seem kind of grim at first, but uh, once I explain it to you, you'll find out why. So, uh, no, I'm not kind of some kind of mutant hybrid monster thingy-mabob that sucks emotions out of people. No. Uh, I get my emotions from other people, as in, like... 
I find that when I'm around people who are frowning all the time, I don't feel so well. I sort of feel kind of sad, and I don't know if it's just me being really, really over-empathetic, like pathetically empathetic, uh, then <laughs> tweet us in at uh, hashtag AmplifySYN and uh, tell me, do you find yourself being influenced by people's emotions? On the train today, uh, when I was just sitting down on the train and uh, a person came and, sit and sat down in front of me, they looked quite sad. I smiled at them and then they grinned back. You know, it's small things like that. And then uh, later on, when I was surrounded by people who were frowning and I was feeling down, someone smiled at me and then I all of a sudden felt happy. I don't know how that works, but uh, it does. Um, it's... I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm personally very confused about that. I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, the Umbilical Brothers. Now... I thought that the Umbilical Brothers were American, like, just with slightly European accents, you know? But, uh, you know, it turned out that they lived in Australia. Now, the funny story that I have behind this is the fact that uh, what happened was um, I was just on my computer normally, then all of a sudden I got a notification saying that the Umbilical Brothers had released a new video. Uh, so I watched that, and they said that they were touring Europe, uh, including Australia. And uh, that's when I found out that uh, they were doing Australia first. In fact, they've got run one show on right now. If you're there and you're just listening to the podcast because you didn't have time to listen to this wonderful show here, uh, then please tell me about it because I would really love to know. I really wanted to get an interview with the Umbilical Brothers, but uh, no one has gotten back to me on that. Why? I would have loved to, to meet the Umbilical Brothers because, honestly, uh, I watched their kid-friendly versions of their acts on DVD and they were absolutely hilarious. Oh, I don't know if I was seven or eight, but they've doing they've been doing it for a very long time. And it's pretty much a mix between miming and uh well, sound. It's just miming with sound. But they basically play a very funny version of make believe on a stage with an audience and a camera. So it's Pretty much like that. They have a funny meetup story as well, where they were in drama class and uh, they, well, uh, I think it was Shane, it was either Shane or David that kicked the other person's nose and uh, ended up giving him a blood nose. I, I wasn't sure if there was a concussion involved, but there might have been. They became friends after that and ended up doing some sort of mime sound hybrid thing where one guy is on the microphone making sound effects with his mouth and uh, the other guy is acting and often they both join in with each other and uh, it's absolutely hilarious. So search up uh, Umbilical Brothers on YouTube and you can find out uh, about uh, some of their things because they do uh every now and then they post a small snippet of some of their shows onto there and i've said this like several 
times too many times, but they are indeed hilarious. Amplify the sound of underage Melbourne. I'm going to talk now about litter. Litter is bad. Kids, don't litter. Just please. Around Melbourne, there are... Like, this is just a public service announcement for you guys, but it's going to turn into an interesting conversation. Trust me. Now, uh, littering is not nice for anyone. You put rubbish on the ground, it stays there. It gets blown away in the wind. It doesn't disappear, believe it or not. It actually rolls along and uh, goes to another place. You know? It just continues travelling around, just like a person. Imagine if every single person on the world, in the world, wait, in in the world? Would there be people in the world? Yeah, there would. We're, we're, I'm underground right now, believe it or not. Uh, I am genuinely underneath the earth. Uh, and, well, I'm also on your radio. And your radio might actually be underneath the earth. I wonder how many people are thinking of this right now. Oh, gosh. I do not know how I got to that, but I was going to talk about litter, wasn't I? Yeah, I was. So, litter. Uh, no one likes it. Imagine if every single person on the planet was a dirty piece of scrunched-up paper. Now, for some of you, that's not very hard. And for others... Uh, if you have anyone you like, then just, like, pretend that they're still normal humans, or whatever other animal they may be, or maybe they might not be animals. But either way, uh, imagine if every person is a scrunched-up piece of dirty paper. Uh, and, as you know, in places like Flinders Street, or Melbourne Central, or Flagstaff, and Parliament, and stuff like that... There are tons of people around. Now, if every single person there was a piece of dirty paper, then that would be pretty much the equivalent of if everyone littered for a day. You know, everyone had all of their rubbish just thrown onto the ground. Now, the train would have quite a hard time getting into the station because of how much litter there is. That's why we have only a few people littering and they're just the people who don't really care. All the people who just can't find a bin. Which is a bad excuse because there are bins everywhere. If you ever have a small piece of rubbish, please hold on to it because there is going to be a bin in the next 30 metres. But then that sort of depends on if you're in Melbourne City or in a different, a different town or something. Uh, but... Uh, either way, uh, just don't litter, please. It's not, it's not nice for anyone. Amplify. 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 Llamas and alpacas. Now, you might be wondering, what's the difference between a llama and an alpaca? Uh, now, the reason why people ask this question so often is because they don't usually see llamas and alpacas together, let alone llamas and alpacas often. Uh, I've only seen, like, one or two llamas in my entire life, and that's when we were on a road trip. And then, what apparently is an alpaca, I see very daily. Now, it turns out that, uh, llamas are, like, twice as big as alpacas. And they have curved ears, while alpacas have, like, short, stubby, straight ears. So... 
that's that for you. Now, apparently, llamas uh, make really nice pets. And uh, you know who else loves llama uh, llamas? Uh, EA, Electronic Arts. Yes, that's right. The same guys that made my favorite video game of all time, Spore. And they also made The Sims and SimCity and other popular games like that. Now, you may have noticed a lot of llama easter eggs in all of Electronic Arts' games. In Spore, they have these things called Spoffets, which are a, a mix between a sheep and a llama. And they put them in every single one of their galactic adventures. Adventures. Every adventure in Galactic Adventures on Spore. Now, they also have a lot of references toward llamas in uh, things like SimCity, which is uh, some of the randomly generated building names can be Llama Association. It's kind of funny, though, because uh, one of the disasters that you can select in SimCity is a llama rampage, which is where a bunch of giant llamas come out of nowhere. That's on the Wii, though. Uh... The, the, yeah, I, I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, on Sims, it's also a thing because some furniture is llama-based, and, uh, some of the things you can find are also llama-ish. I think there was a plant that you could find somewhere from a randomly generated seed. Uh, that's not seed as in, like, world generation seed. I mean, like, an actual seed that you can plant in the ground. But it wasn't a real seed in real life. I mean, y you understand. Uh, you can find a seed in the game, and, uh, it's something like the llama fruit or something. Something like that. Yes. But, uh, it is a very fun game. And so is Spore. I highly recommend that you try it out. Spore is what I'm going to be talking about next. Some of you may know of the game Spore. I know for a fact that my sister does because she is actually making levels on Spore and they are absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Claire. Uh, I love you. Um, now, uh, Spore is basically a game by Electronic Arts. It is very old. I'm talking like 2009 old. That is very, very old in internet years. And yet, it's, like, still by today's standards. It looks beautiful. The graphics are pristine and delightful. And the freaking gameplay is amazing. You get to create everything. And I mean everything. And you have a whole galaxy with individual planets on there. It's insane. It is absolutely amazing. It's a galaxy inside of your tiny little computer box. Ah, it is beautiful. It is very beautiful indeed. You can get that game and play it, believe it or not. Just like all games. Like, seriously, you play Spore right now if you have access to it. It is the best decision you will ever make in your life. It is very old, especially in internet years, and it still, like, beats other games that have been released just this year, like, next generation things like Far Cry Primal and stuff. 
it goes beyond that. It's just amazing. I love it. It's beautiful. And, you know, ah, I just cannot express how I feel about it. It is my childhood favourite video game. And even by today's standards, it is absolutely beautiful. You can play it on any PC that you want. You can play it on Windows 95. Okay, you might not be able to play it on Windows 95. But it, it, it was the game that I played on Windows XP. That's how old it is. 2000s. Windows XP. You can play it on. And... It still works perfectly. Ah, uh, I just cannot get over how amazing it is. This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.